Now, if you know anything about us, we were we are definitely quick to tell you that we know in part and we prophesy in part. We don't have all the pieces, but we are a part of the body of believers. So one of the things that we're going to just start off with is what the Lord gave us for uh, 2022. And that is the theme that God is true, that he is true, that he is coming this year to show himself strong, to show himself truthful, to show himself as a promise keeper in your life. And so that is what we are standing on this year. The fact that God is true, the fact that his character, his truthfulness does not change and that he is from everlasting to everlasting. And so this series that we're going to be diving into for the month of January is going to be talking about trusting the strategies of God, trusting the fact that God has omniscient methods, trusting the fact that his omniscient methods outweigh anything else that you, that you may be experiencing, that you may be facing, that you may be coming against. So I wanted to just open up and just let you know that the word of the Lord for this house is that God is true. So if you're like me and you are standing on the word of God, you're standing on and trusting in his promises, then this word, even on today, is for you. I'm going to invite you to go ahead and share this broadcast out. I believe that this is going to be a encouraging word from the Lord. And so, of course, we definitely want as many people to hear it as possible. Now, as we get into talking about trusting the strategies of God, I want to drop a, a definition because we'll come back to it uh, this month and you'll kind of hear me repeat it and share it in some other uh, various ways. But I want to give you the definition of omnipresence. What is the definition of omnipresence or omni? presence. It is the ability to be present everywhere at the same time. It is an unbounded or universal presence. There is no place to which God's knowledge and his power does not extend. I don't know about you, but that just makes me want to throw up my hands right there. There is no place to which God's knowledge and power do not extend. So that means wherever you are, whatever you're facing today, there is no place to which God's knowledge and power do not extend. That means that if you're watching this broadcast in your basement, if you are watching this broadcast in the hospital, on in on in on the in the hospital, if you are watching this broadcast in the waiting room, if you are watching this broadcast while you are in your kitchen preparing your Sunday meal for your children, for your family, there is no place to which God's knowledge and his power do not extend. So I just want you to settle that in your mind today, that God is with me. His knowledge is with me. His power is with me. His presence to heal, his presence to teach his presence to inform, his presence to enlighten me is with me. 
omnipresence, possessed of universal or complete knowledge, the omniscient God. And so we've been hearing lots of things, even within the last two years, there's been lots of things that have been said, <laughs> but then there's truth. Right. There's all kinds of truth. As I began to uh, dig into this, and we're going to get to it, but there's all kinds of truth. There is objective truth. There is normative truth. There is subjective truth, believe it or not. There's proverbial truth and historical truth and scientific truth and empirical truth and even convenient truth. And then there is moral truth and spiritual truth. Spiritual truth is God's truth in relation to us. What is God's truth in relation to you? Pontius Pilate asked a, a question as Christ Jesus was on trial. Pontius Pilate in John 18 and 38 said, what is truth? As he was making some decisions about what he thought he was making decisions about, right? He said, what is truth? And as I read that, the Holy Spirit immediately came in and said, Pontius Pilate didn't get it right because truth is not a what. Truth is a who. Mm. So he was asking the wrong question. Not what is truth, but who is truth. Mm -hmm. Jesus said it this way. Jesus cleared it up. He said, I am the way the truth and the life and no man cometh to the father, but by me. We have a whole lot of people in this world that want to bypass Christ to get to the father. So how do I know that you're out of alignment with the father? You've bypassed the door. You went in through the window. You went in through the back door. And the scripture says that if we enter any other way, then we are a thief or a robber. Doesn't mean that we can't get in any other way. He said, if you enter in any other way, you're a thief and a robber. So if you're, if you're digging, if you're going after the father, but you're bypassing his methodology, you're bypassing his son, you're bypassing his legal access point, the Bible says, the word of God says, if you enter any other way, you're a thief and a robber. So thieves and robbers can accumulate riches, but did they do it legally? Thieves and robbers can utilize the principles of God, but when it comes time for God to say, how did you access me? It's going to be a big question mark there. We have a lot of people using the principles of God to gain the riches of God, but they're bypassing his access point. And at some point in time, they're going to have to give an account for that. Truth, I want you to remember this. Truth is contrasted with the false, not with the fake and not with the insincere. So what is true? What does it mean to be true? 
To be true, it means that you're in accordance with the facts or reality. It means that you're accurate or exact. It means that you're without variation. To be true means to bring into the exact shape, alignment, or position required to be fully realized or fulfilled. So when Jesus said, I am the truth, he was saying, I am the reality. I am the facts. <laughs> when the facts are not lining up, are you lining the facts up with who Christ says that he is? With what Christ says that is yours? He says, I am accurate and exact. I don't miss. He says, I am without variation. I don't promise you one thing and then turn around and renege on my promises. I am the fully realized word of God. I am the fulfilled word of the father. When Jesus said, I am the truth, that is what he was speaking of. So today, I want to get into, just very briefly, trusting the strategies of God. This is part one, and we're going to look today at two different people who had to trust God. They had to trust God in their desperation, and they had to trust God in their pain. And the words that came to my mind as I began to um, look at these passages today was the words risking it. When you trust God, there is some risk involved. So let's hop right in. We're going to start at uh, Mark 5 verses 21. And I am reading through to Mark 6, 1 through 6. And we're going to dig in a little bit today. This is a risk. But the question is, is trusting God worth the risk? Are you willing to take the risk today to trust God, to trust his strategies? Let's take a look at these two people today. After Jesus crossed over by boat, a large crowd met him at the seaside. One of the meeting place leaders named Jairus came. When he saw Jesus, he fell to his knees beside himself as he begged, my dear daughter is at death's door. Come and lay hands on her so she will get well and live. Jesus went with him, the whole crowd tagging along, pushing and jostling him. A woman who had suffered a condition of hemorrhaging for 12 years, a long succession of physicians had treated her and treated her badly, oh. taking all her money Jesus. and leaving her worse off than before, had heard about Jesus. She slipped in from behind and touched his robe. She was thinking to herself, if I can put a finger on his robe, I can get well. The moment she did it, the flow of blood dried up. She could feel the change and knew her plague was over and done with. 
At the same moment, Jesus felt energy discharging from him. Some texts say virtue, it's energy. He turned around to the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? His disciples said, what are you talking about? With this crowd pushing and jostling you, you're asking who touched me? Dozens have touched you. But he went on asking, looking around to see who had done it. The woman, knowing what had happened, knowing she was the one, stepped up in fear and trembling, knelt before him and gave him the whole story. She took a risk. Several. Jesus said to her, daughter, you took a risk of faith and now you're healed and whole. Live well, live blessed, be healed of your plague. And I speak that today prophetically over the those of you who are watching this even now and you're dealing with the current plague that's on this nation and in this world. Jesus told her, live well, live blessed, and be healed of your plague. If you believe it, lift your hands where you are and receive the word and the healing of the Lord. While he was still talking, some people came from the leader's house, Jairus, and told him, your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher anymore? Oh my God. Whose pronouncement are you going to fall under today? Whose pronouncement are you going to sit under today? Jesus overheard what they were talking about. Jesus overhears when people count you out and count you dead and, 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 and have done the TKO on you. Jesus hears when the bell has sounded. He overheard what they were talking about and said to the leader, Jesus said to the leader, don't listen to them. Just trust me. Don't listen to them. Just trust me. He permitted no one to go in with him except Peter, James, and John. They entered the leader's house and pushed their way through the gossip looking for a story. Yeah, we know there are people looking for a story on you. There are people looking to count you out. There are people looking to give the eulogy on your life, but it ain't time. Mm -hmm. They entered the leader's house and pushed their way through the gossips looking for a story and neighbors bringing in casseroles. Jesus was abrupt. Yeah, he gets that way sometimes. When you stand in the way of healing and deliverance, Jesus will get abrupt. He asked, why all this busybody grief and gossip? This child isn't dead. She's sleeping. Provoked to sarcasm, they told him he didn't know what he was talking about. Isn't it amazing that they had the audacity to tell the truth? that he didn't know what he was talking about. The creator 
of all things, the creator of the universe, the creator of the nine systems of the body. They had the nerve, the audacity to tell Jesus himself that he didn't know what he was talking about. But when he had sent them all out, he took the child's father and mother along with his companions and entered the child's room. He clasped the girl's hand and said, Talitha Kumi, which means little girl, get up. Young man, get up. Young woman, get up. Doctor on your knees, get up. Mm-hmm. At that, she was up and walking around. This girl was 12 years of age. They, of course, were all beside themselves with joy. He gave them strict orders. Got to follow through. He gave them strict orders that no one was to know what had taken place in that room. They don't need to know the how. They just need to know that you did. They don't need to know the details. They just need to know that you got up again. You're alive and you're well. Then he said, give her something to eat. Get her appetite up. We stirred her up. We prayed for her. We commanded her to rise. Now get her appetite together. He left there, because we're going to give you a complete picture today. <laughs> he left there and returned to his hometown. His disciples came along. We're in six, uh, Mark 6, reading through verses 1 through 6. On the Sabbath, he gave a lecture in the meeting place. He made a real hit, impressing everyone. We had no idea he was this good, they said. How did he get so wise all of a sudden, get such ability? Isn't it amazing how people who haven't walked with you, haven't talked with you, haven't seen your process, <laughs> think that you just all of a sudden overnight got wise and got ability? No, he's been wise. He was wise at 13 when he was in the temples questioning the, the, the rabbis. He was, he was wise then. But in the next breath, they were cutting him down. He's just a carpenter, Mary's boy. We've known him since he was a kid. We know his brothers, James, Justice, Jude, and Simon, and his sisters. Yes, Jesus had siblings, by the way. Who does he think he is? They tripped over what little they knew about him and fell sprawling. People will trip over who you have been. Mm -hmm. And they never got any further. Jesus told them, a prophet has little honor in his hometown among his relatives on the streets he played in as a child. We see that played out even in our society. We see people who go out and do great and wonderful things and then they come back to their hometown and they're cut down in their hometown. We've seen it. Jesus wasn't able to do much of anything there. He laid hands on a few sick people and healed them. That's all. 
He couldn't get over their stubbornness. This is the God of all creation telling you that even with the human that has free will, that stubbornness, that tripping over who you were, that unbelief are things that he couldn't get over. I want y'all to hear that today. I want you to hear that today. He could not do much there. He was limited. God limited? God limited? But it says he couldn't get over their stubbornness. He couldn't get over their unbelief. He couldn't get over how they perceived him. So what are you perceiving from God today? He left and made a circuit of the other villages teaching. Now let's back up. Trusting God, trusting the strategies of God, being willing to risk it for God. The woman with the issue of blood, she had been suffering a long time. She had been seeking medical treatment. She had been being treated badly by the doctors and she had been bled dry financially. There's probably millions of people right now who can relate to that. I've been suffering. I've been seeking out the treatment. It's not like I, I have not wanted to be healed. But the doctors that I've come to, they've treated me badly. They've given me sometimes even wrong medical advice. If you're a black woman in America, you know the kind of advice that you get that is oftentimes not helpful. And she had been bled dry financially. And yet she heard about Jesus. She didn't have a firsthand account of Jesus like the people in Mark 6. She didn't grow up with Jesus. She didn't know Jesus' siblings. Ah, And sometimes it's better that sometimes the people that you encounter don't need to know all of your past business. <laughs> she had no frame of childhood reference for Jesus. That didn't impede her. She had heard about Jesus and people would say that for her, he was a last resort. He wasn't the first resort. He was the last resort. But isn't that like God? He doesn't care if you came to him first or if you came to him last, but he responded to her faith. Somebody needs to hear that. Somebody is thinking right now, oh God, I've tried everything. And these people, these, these people, these Christians, they just keep telling me to just try Jesus. <laughs> I don't want to try him. I've tried everything else, but I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to believe God today. So whether you come to God as a first resort or whether you come to God as a last resort, come to God. Jesus didn't turn around and say, oh, so you finally here now? 
He's not us. He's not us. No. She slipped in from behind and touched his robe. She began to think to herself. You know, the times when there's nobody around to motivate you. The times when you have to begin to speak to yourself. I know who God says that he is, that God says that he is a healer. And I know that if I can think this, if I can just get to him, I know if I can, I know I can get well. The scripture says that when she touched him, she could feel the change. She could feel the change and she knew that the plague was over and done with. And you know, the Holy Spirit came by to tell me when I was studying this, that I'm going to share with you. He said, the plague may not be done with others, but do you believe it can be done with you? Do you believe it can be done with your house? Because she believed and she knew her plague was over. Somebody needs to stand on the word today and say to yourself, say to your body, say to your family, this plague, as for me and my house, this plague is over. We're not going through two and three and four and five and six, seven rounds. This plague is over. The plague may not be done with others, but do you believe it can be done with you? At the same moment, she felt that healing. At the same moment she received, God released. Hear that. At the same moment that she received, God released. Jesus felt the virtue. Jesus felt the energy leave his body. Now, some people would call that Reiki healing. Mm-hmm. For those of you all who don't read your Bible. <laughs> Jesus felt the energy leave his body, the virtue leave his body at the same moment that she believed and she felt it. She felt the change within herself. Who touched me? Jesus is saying, who tapped into what is in me and what is on me? <laughs> oh my God, I'm having so much fun. Jesus wants to know who is ready to tap in to what's in me and what's on me. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Some of people have yet to tap into Christ in them, the hope of glory. He's on the inside of you. And of course, his disciples are always a little bit slow. <laughs> you would think because they're hanging with Jesus the most that they would get it. But no, they were a little slow. They said, Jesus, what are you talking about? Everybody is pushing you. But yes, everybody is pushing. Everybody is pushing. Everybody is jostling up against Jesus. 
everybody is following Jesus, especially those who want something, but they don't want him. Everybody is pushing up against Jesus, but not everyone is believing Jesus. Not everyone is trusting Jesus. Not everyone is risking for Jesus. She was willing to be humiliated. Understand, she was hemorrhaging. I've experienced what this woman experienced. It is not a comfortable thing. It is not a thing that you don't risk some embarrassment over. And in her day, she would have been wearing what they called rags to stop the flow. So there was, there was some shame involved there. There was some humiliation possibly involved there. That had someone seen her out in the public, she could have been labeled as unclean. But she doesn't let shame or fear stop her. She did it afraid. She did it fearfully. She did it while she was trembling. She did it afraid. Anyway, she risked going after God in a very public way. Sometimes we let public opinion stop us from receiving the healing that we know that we need in our life. We're in a plague. She had a plague going on with her. She couldn't be deterred. She couldn't be stopped by public opinion because ending the plague in her life was greater. That need was greater than what somebody was going to say about who she was and what her condition was. So she didn't let it stop her. So yes, people are pushing for Jesus, but not everybody is believing and trusting Jesus. Jesus knows the difference between a tag along disciple follower and someone who is pressing into who he is and what he can do. We can fool other people by just being in the crowd, but God knows the difference. He knows who is pressing into him. Jesus responds to faith and trust. And so he continued asking, looking around to see who, 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 who took the risk today? Who took the risk to trust me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's hundreds of people pushing me, but somebody tapped into who I am. Who tapped into who I am? That's who I want to talk to in this moment. Who is tapping into who I am? That's who I want to address in this moment. And what does Christ tell her? He said, you took a risk of faith and now you're healed and whole. And I say to you today, live well, live blessed and be healed of your plague. Jairus, what does he tell Jairus? 
Don't listen to them. Just trust me. Very simple instructions, by the way, that Christ gives us. Don't listen to them. Just trust me. What did I tell you to do in this moment? J. Iris took a risk. J. Iris could have gone with the words of the people who came from his house. They came with facts, didn't they? The facts said, your daughter is dead, J. Iris. Why bother the teacher anymore? That was the fact. But the truth said, don't listen to them. Just trust me. My question, are we listening to the truth? Or are we just gathering facts? What is it? that God has told you for 2022? What is it that he has laid at your feet to do? What has he laid on your heart to get done? What are the simple instructions that you have yet to follow through with that God told you to do? Jesus had to remove the busybodies he had to remove the talkers. And he only walked into that space where Jairus's daughter was. He only walked into that space with belief-filled people. And the Holy Spirit told me to tell you today that when you are facing a dead situation, you have to walk into that situation with belief-filled people people. If they don't have belief, if they don't have faith, if they're not in agreement this year, don't you walk into any dead situation with people who are not in agreement. Don't you enter into dead contracts with people who are not in agreement. Don't you hang around people this year that don't believe that you can get up again. You don't need anybody in your space in this year that is not speaking life to you. You don't need people in your ear for this year who don't know how to say get up again who don't understand that you can rise. This is important. Jesus told them, don't tell what took place in this room. We're not giving out how to get up from the dead. That's not what we're doing. That's what Jesus didn't give. Jesus said, don't tell what happened in this room. The evidence is going to be that she got up. You only need to see the evidence. I don't need to give you my methodology. <laughs> if Jesus is not telling me to give you methodology this year, I'm not giving you methodology. What you need to see is what Jesus said you need to see. She got up. They gave her some food. 
Only thing you need to know. Only thing the outside needs to know. Only thing the gossips need to know. Only thing the false griever people need to know. The only thing they need to know is that she is alive and she is not dead. I'm going to tell you like this, what the Holy Spirit said to me for this year. He said, keep people out of the methods of God that don't believe the Messiah. There's a saying that there's a method to the madness. Well, there's a method to the Messiah. And if you don't believe the Messiah, then you really shouldn't be in the methods. We got people out here selling the methods of the Messiah. Jesus is going to put an end to that this year. Mm -hmm. You're making merchandise of the methods of the Messiah. He said, um, no, we will not be doing that. You will not, you will not be doing that. And if you're doing it, just understand this is a warning. He said, keep people out of the methods that do not believe the Messiah. Jesus did not have unbelievers around this girl's bed watching his methodology to bring things back to life. Apostle? Mm -hmm. I'm almost done. Okay, go Jesus is only taking you in the room with people who should be in the room. Hear me, business people. <laughs> Jesus is only taking you in the room with people who should be in the room. Twenty twenty one, there were a whole lot of people in your room, in your life, in your immediate sphere that God had to get out of there. You were like, but they good people. They cool people. They not really causing any harm, but they were in the room and they shouldn't have been in the room. And if there are some things in your life that are going to rise in 2022, that are going to come alive in 2022, that look dead in 2021 and 2020, you got to get unbelievers out of the room. Out of the room. Period. And so I'm coming to a close. Just as there are believers, there are also doubters. You have to make the decision to trust the strategies of God. When that woman with the issue of blood interrupted Jesus on the way to Jairus' daughter, Somebody would have said, why did you tend to her first? Jesus didn't tend to her first. She slipped in. <laughs> she slipped in. She created, get this, she created her own order by her faith. She didn't take her turn. She, she 
her turn. She didn't wait her turn. She took her turn. So you've got to trust God. And you've got to know, is this the time for me to take my turn? Or is this the time for me to wait my turn? Jesus didn't stop going in the direction of Jairus' daughter. They both received what they needed from the Lord. So what are some risk factors? Shame, fear, public humiliation, scorn, mockery, voices of other people telling you to hang it up, give it up, throw in the towel, it's done, it's dead, unbelief, gossips, people who are just want a good story. They don't care if the story turns out well for you or not. They just want a good story. Premature grief. All of these risk factors but you have a choice to take the risk on God. People stumbling over what they knew about Jesus, the man, versus Christ, the Messiah. It's people in 2022 still stumbling about what they know about Jesus, the man. There's entire arguments going on. Millions of videos and pages on Jesus, the man. Stumbling over Jesus, the man, and missing the healing that's coming out of Christ, the Messiah. Don't let that be your testimony for 2022. Choose to receive Christ, the I am, the Messiah, the healer, the one who makes us eternally whole, the one who puts an end to plagues. Choose Christ. This is the word of the Lord, Apostle. Amen. My, 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 my. Jesus. God bless you all who are there, out there. Um, just one thing keeps running through my spirit as <sighs> Prophet Shante was was prophesying and bringing heaven into the room. I just find it quite interesting that it was a 12-year-old girl and then there was a 12-year-old issue. And the Lord just kept telling me, what is this about this 12? 12, 12, 12. Well, we know what it is. 12 represents the perfection of government, a rule. Perfection. 12 represents perfection, okay? People, you know, when you look even further, it goes on to show that how three represents the divine, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and four represents, you know, earth, or, you know, the four, um, you know, the earth, in essence, earthly. So the earth merged with the divine, made a perfection into the atmosphere. So we look at, you know, the little girl was 12, 
I mean, think about it. The lady with the issue of blood started having that issue of blood issue at the time that child was born. <laughs> you see, and I find it very interesting that it was such a parallel of 12s in this story. And one thing the Lord keeps telling me about that, God's perfection, his perfect government, okay? Um, his 12-year, it's a 12-year challenge, all right? That God is there with his perfection of government and rule to bring healing and to bring life and to celebrate and to put women into their um, place of healing and authority. Some people, the little girl and a lot of women have died. God says he's raising that little girl back up. Who is that little girl? That little girl is the one who is innocent, the one who had hope and dreams, okay? The Lord in his perfect government is restoring that little girl in every woman. Praise God. And the Lord is doing such great things with this, uh, with this, in this moment, in this time, in this moment that we're even speaking, that just go forth and as Prophet Shante said, be healed, okay? Trust the perfection of God, not the imperfections of man. Man, I have a 50 million thousand stories as my wife would say, 50, 11 million. I've heard that term others saying that. <clears throat> but the fact of the matter is, no matter how much press, no matter how much cultural winds are you know, pushing against what Christ is there to stand up for, Christ knows how to stand. And if you embrace his stand, all those winds of doctrine, all those false medical reports, all of the money, the money laundering through medicine, all of that is of no effect to your human experience. Only the perfection in the healing of Christ is there for us. So let us pray. Let us, let us go to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this. Gosh. This powerful message, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the perfection of your government. Father, we thank you for the perfection of your rule reigning in our human lives, God. Lord, we trust in you. Lord, we know we have to live in the world. We are in the world, but we are not of this world. The world is confused, especially in 2022. There is so much confusion in the earth, and Lord, you are not the author of confusion. So, Father, help us to hold fast to your steadfast government, to your steadfast rule, O Father. Even as Christ had to clear out the room, clear out the, 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 the headspace where healing can occur, Father, help us to clear out our minds, clear out the media's social and other medias that are out there trying to push narratives that do not deal with the perfection of your government, Father. Hallelujah. Let there be a purge of those who don't believe. Let there be a purging of those who don't who are teaching or speaking the wrong things just because the world is in chaos. Father, cleanse our minds. 
and our hearts from every wind of doctrine going to and forth in the earth, especially now, and help us to cling, even as that one with the issue of blood, even those who have been affected by whatever, whether it's the plague of our current hour or any other issue that's going on in our lives, help us to reach in faith and power and just determination to reach Jesus and to be made whole. Help us not to be afraid. Help us to look to the hills, look to Christ with whence comes our help. Hallelujah, Father. We thank you for this power and this message for this day, this first uh, message for Life Nation of the year. God, you are true. Your government is true. Your righteousness is true. Your healing is true. So help us to, hold, to cling hold to the truth of who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to turn it back over to Prophet Shante. Um, she can give you a couple of quick notes, and we'll be out of your head. Well, thank God for the word on today. I pray that you were blessed. I pray that you were strengthened and that you were empowered. Um, if you would like to give, the information for giving is located at the top of the video. I encourage you all, go back and share this video. I know that this is a word from the Lord, and I know that there is healing in this word. There is healing and deliverance in his word to us on today. So you all be encouraged, be blessed, and we look forward to seeing you on next Sunday. Take care and God bless.